Switch the Pitch podcast, the podcast for those of us with resting pitch face. My name is Darby. I am the podcast producer and an official reporter for the Houston Dynamo or Houston Dynamo FC, depending on what team on the rebranding you fall to. Um, I'm probably an old school team, but that's beside the point. Um, This is the audio aspect of the overall Switch the Pitch media experience. Switch the Pitch is a women-owned, staffed, and operated media outlet that aims to switch the pitch of soccer media to be more inclusive and accessible. We have a special two-part podcast for you today. Um, The first section, we're going to have Araceli and Michelle having a quick conversation, and then we will move on to a conversation between Syl and I about um, something completely different. So hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Switch to Pitch listeners, what's going on? Your favorite duo is back. I'm Adeseli. You know me best as the Sporting KC and LAFC reporter. And with me is Michelle Hooting. Welcome back. Yes, your LA Galaxy contributor with Switch the Pitch now. Um, We decided to get together and do this because we've got a rivalry. (laughs) El Trafico, as I still like to call it. El Trafico, the 12 Mile Derby, however you want to form it. It is a very friendly rivalry, as most of you know. But that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about the drama on the pitch as we normally do as it is the off-season. But, as everyone knows, we really don't have an off-day, as MLS has clearly proven that by informing the MLS Players Association that it will invoke a forced major clause that obligates the parties to negotiate modifications to the existing CBA, and if both sides are unable to reach an agreement, the CBA they originally negotiated in June could be terminated. Along with that, we've seen plenty of roster moves within the league. Um, Good example, LAFC, we have lost Bradley Wright Phillips, who is now with the Columbus crew. And even Michelle's team has seen some losses, including Joe Corona, who has signed with the Houston Dynamo. Michelle, what are your thoughts on this move? And what other things do you think the Galaxy needs to improve or look at during the offseason? Well, definitely first, the LA Galaxy are looking for a new coach. Um, There's rumors of Vanny and others, but nothing's official yet. So I'll refrain from entertaining those rumors myself. Um, I am more of a wait-and-see type person. Um, I think that the Galaxy have a lot of work ahead of them. The 2020 season was challenging for not just COVID reasons, uh, but... You know, with the with the team itself, uh, Chicharito didn't perform the way that we fans had hoped, and I think definitely there's there's concern over building a new roster and who that roster is being built around and who's going to be able to pair up because Chicharito for sure isn't any going anywhere. Um, 
there's still talks with Boca Juniors and uh, Christian Pavon, whether he'll be staying with the team or not. So it's hard to say because of everything that happened in the 2020 season. Even players like Pavon, who you think are remarkable, are not remarkable statistically, uh, according to the league. And, And finishing last place and not making playoffs are totally unacceptable. So the Galaxy really need to work on developing their culture again and stop trying to compete with the the team up the 110 and figure out what they have to do. So it starts with the coach and then we'll fans, you know, we'll just have to be patient and, you know, and, and keep that cautious optimism that the right moves will be made. No, I completely agree. I think everyone is kind of keeping that cautious optimism right now, especially going into the 2021 season. How would that look after everything we had undergone through the last season, having to adjust to the new COVID regulations? I know many stadiums were unable to host fans. Uh, Sporting KC was one of the lucky few to have fans at 15% stadium capacity. But I know other stadiums didn't have that luxury. Again, you know, it will be interesting to see what this new season looks like. But looking at the players right now, there is no real major news coming from Sporting KC or LAFC. So rumor mill has not stopped spinning since the MLS Cup. What I can say for Sporting KC is they have recently signed uh, Remy Walter, who is a 25-year-old central midfielder from France. And we have even lost our longtime defender, Matt Beasler, um, who has joined free agency after a very long, decorated career with Sporting KC. So I am curious to see how they will fill his role in the coming days here. But other than the drama with our clubs... <laughs> How about you? How what what have you been doing to keep yourself preoccupied during these uncertain times? Yeah, uh, you know, I've been thinking with all the restrictions, uh, LA is now locked down um, again, and with you know uh, Governor Newsom's restrictions uh, over California, it it really limits what I would normally be doing in an off season. You know, <laughs> um, I, I'm not going out and and you know unless it's to the grocery store. <laughs> so any any fun LA activities I normally would be doing, they're they're all put on hold for now. Um, for so personally for myself, it's it's just focusing on my own writing. So as much as I love journalism and and soccer reporting, I'm I'm working on some fiction short stories and you know i've got my activity books uh crossword puzzles coloring books uh reading for leisure what's that (laughs) so these are things that you know when you're busy working all the time whether it's a part-time job or um in my case applying for teaching positions with lausd um it's it's getting back to the things that I find joy and that spark my creativity. That's definitely good to hear. I think on my end, kind of like what you said, you know, we're so used to working our tails off when it comes to the soccer world and going to these trainings, going to these meetings. And ever since the pandemic hit, it's really slowed a lot of things down and kind of put things in a new perspective. I found myself turning more into like an outdoor adventure. Not to say that I haven't really been one, but now I have the opportunity to kind of explore more. I've traveled down to Arkansas safely, of course. 
put a very important note on that. Very safe. Wearing you know, masks it's... and social distancing. That's, that's, that's how we could do our part. Because even earlier, I had I had taken a trip to Sacramento. And, you know, if, you, if you're traveling by car and, and maintaining and following the regulations, there's no reason, you know, you don't have to be locked up in your house, let's mm-hmm. say, you know. Oh, yeah. You, you definitely find that joy in road trips again. And that's why I've been more or less doing. I haven't really driven out to California that but that is on the list just in case <laughs> i know and i would love for you to come out i just keep telling you there's nothing out here to do yeah but yes sequoia park we could go run around the forest we'll see when when it comes I'm up close to that. <laughs> but in the meantime you know like i said uh yeah definitely. i've definitely been exploring uh more of my own city and our parks i've discovered so many landmarks that i did not know really existed nor really had the time to explore. And I've started, you know, doing puzzles again. Here in Kansas City, we are not locked down entirely. We still have our restrictions. Like, we still have indoor dining. We still have outdoor dining. We can go to uh, sporting events. As I mentioned earlier, Sporting KC was one of the rare exceptions to have fans. So we have options, but it's still kind of like, eh, I'm not entirely comfortable of going to like Arrowhead for a Chiefs game, for example. But at least it has stuff to keep us occupied, especially since the Chiefs are the reigning um, NFL champions. Um, the Kansas City Comets, our indoor soccer club over here, has begun their season. Uh, we are getting our women's team back. So there's been a lot of news surrounding them. So there's, there is definitely a lot here to keep you entertained and keep you going. But being the winter time, and I think the other day we got about five inches of snow, you definitely rediscovered that love for like puzzles and reading and just kind of relaxing, you know, taking a day to yourself. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. And um, <laughs> it's a little chilly for us Californians out here. You know, 61 degrees is nice in the sun uh, if you're hanging out. You know, um, but but now it's just it's just it's just finding joy in the little things, and it, it's kind of like being a, a kid again in a way. It's like, oh, I've got time to play Nintendo, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and definitely connecting uh, virtually with friends um, has been another way to to stay connected with those that we that we care about. Oh yes, the social media has definitely helped with that connection. Same with like this, how we're recording on Zoom right now, you know, kind of get that face-to-face interaction still somewhat, but it is what it is, unfortunately, and until things do get better and it's safe enough to travel long distances again, you know, I'm sure one day you and I will be back in LA going at it of who's the better team or whichever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I look forward to that to that when we can get there. So we'll see we'll see what these uh what the off season holds in terms of where our teams are headed and and then before you know it it'll be preseason. It's already January fourth and preseason is usually about mid February. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little hesitant with preseason, especially with the current um CBA uh, deal, if that is if MLS is still gonna uphold it or make the players association do any negotiations with it. So for right now, we will plan on preseason starting as it normally would, because I believe Don Garber did say they are aiming for an early March start. So that's keeping me hopeful. Otherwise, you know, just kind of enjoy our downtime, enjoy the outdoors, and hope, you know, things for the best. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. (laughs) Darby and Savannah, take it away. 
Hello, everybody. This is Silvana. Uh, I'm the social media manager for Switch the Pitch, as well as the official New York Red Bulls reporter. Um, and we're here today to kind of talk about the fact that we love what we do, and we hope that more of you, especially those of you who do love what we do, um, are willing to join us and unleash your inner reporter. That was the phrase that we used to always use um, when we were before we rebranded to switch the pitch. You know, find your inner reporter and grow with us and be part of something that is absolutely uh, wonderful and exciting and you know, revolutionary. Yeah, I like revolutionary. That's that's <laughs> a good way to put it. So we have, um, you know, we have a lot of changes happening. We've hit our 25th year of MLS and it didn't come out the quite the way we hoped it would. We had to have a tournament in a bubble. We had to have very limited games in, uh, when we returned. and But we still tried to have a real season. Well, I shouldn't say we, you know. They, the MLS tried to have as close a traditional season as possible. The show must go on. Austin FC is going to start operations this coming season. We have Charlotte FC with their amazing dark blue and magenta colors coming onto the scene uh, in the next couple of years. There's going to be more expansion. Our commissioner, Don Garber, he has definitely left that door open to continued expansion and we want to be part of that as much as we can no reason to see uh, that stopping anytime soon but it's not just that I think that this is the thing that really gets my goat as it were we have a couple of teams that have been around for quite a while that we don't have the opportunity to cover New England Revolution is one of the original MLS teams. And as an organization, we've never had someone cover them. And I know people who are fans of the revolution pay attention to things we have to say about them, right? I know that we have followers and we have friends and associates who are connected to New England Revolution. I would love to see more uh, representation for them in our organization. We have had people uh, here and there for some of our California teams. You know, we do have someone for, we've had someone on and off for the Galaxy. We've had someone on and off for Real Salt Lake. We've had San Jose. San Jose is technically an MLS original. I know they used to be called The Clash, right? But they're still there, no different than the Metro Stars becoming Red Bull. So, we would love to have people more interested in expanding our coverage and bringing those perspectives to the table, as it were. Definitely. And this is probably a good time to point out that our coverage doesn't just involve writing. I mean, of course, we want writers. Of course, we want coverage for all of the different teams that are out there. We want content in words on our website. But there are definitely uh, spaces within Switch the Pitch for things beyond just reporting. If you love to tweet about soccer, if you love making graphics about soccer, 
we would love to have you on our social media team because our Twitter account is always trying to keep up with what's going on. Our Instagram account as well. And we've got a couple of folks that, that work really hard at that, but it's, it's a full-time job. And right now this is not a paid gig. And until, you know, it's, it's the chicken and the egg, you know, you, you don't get paid for your content until you have really, really good content. It's hard to create a lot of really, really good content unless you're willing to pay for it. So right now what we're, we're hoping to offer is a platform for people that are passionate about soccer. So yeah, social media is uh, definitely part of it as well as hopefully fingers crossed. You know, I, I hated that we really kind of started to hit our stride with photographers just before the 2020 season. Uh, we had such an amazing lineup of photographers that were going out and really creating some amazing content just to, to add a graphic and, and photography portion to our articles. We were really getting good at making sure that our photos got seen. Our Instagram was really starting to roll. And as soon as it seems like we kind of got our feet under us in that area, the stadiums closed down and nobody was allowed in to take pictures at the games anymore. So photographers were pretty out for the 2020 season, which I think is just a tragedy because we just had a wealth of amazing talent behind the lens offering great content for Switch the Pitch visually. And so, uh, yeah, social media folks, photographers, and, and yeah, writers as well. One thing that I will say about writing is you don't have to be a journalism major. You don't have to be someone who wants to do reporting or, or anything like that. All you have to really do is have a passion for the game, a pretty reason, you know, I'll, I'll say, I'll say a passion for a team, but that's not even, that's not even necessarily the case. I also have uh, written a couple of articles for teams that I don't particularly care about as much. That was, that was one of the big challenges for the MLS's back tournament. Tooting our own horn, we covered that tournament, you know, like soup to, soup to nuts, to use <laughs> one of my favorite idioms, soup to nuts. <laughs> We covered that tournament every single match and gave me the opportunity to, I, I felt like even deepen my love of soccer because I learned about so much more and I really got into the nitty gritty of the league, just, you know, beyond the, the Houston teams, beyond the kind of the conference and the rivalries. I really got just a 360 view of a lot of the teams. And, and that's one of the things that doing this sort of thing can can give you. It's a it's a gift. And if you want something like that, if you want an opportunity to throw yourself behind something, I would highly encourage you to reach out and uh, see where you might fall into the switch the pitch family. And I feel like one of the things that has uh, kind of kept people away is we we say that we want people who have a, a passion for the league for per perhaps a team or two, something along those lines. But a lot of people kind of take that to mean we want someone who is well versed in the nuances of the game. That that's not really what we're looking for. Uh, yeah, it would probably be helpful, but 
it's not an absolute. It's something that you learn as part of your love, that you strive to understand what it is that you're seeing, right? But you might have just started out by saying, well, you know, I'm going to a game with my friends or my significant other is interested in the team, so I'm going to give it a shot. And you look into it and you say, oh, this is something I can really latch on to. I can latch on to the camaraderie of a supporters group or I can latch on to a particular fandom of a player or a coach. And maybe from there you kind of get that, oh, now I understand what it is that they're doing when they're on the field. But that's not a requirement. You know, no one's going to sit here and test you and say, name the starting 11. We don't do those gatekeeper things here. Uh, we don't ask you if you know the offside rule. You know, if you if you want to know, we'll help you <laughs> learn um, and we'll help you look into it. If you want to learn about how a, a recap is done or how to conduct an interview with a player, you know, we're available to help. We we're doing the same thing. You know, we're the ones coming in here and saying, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but darn it, I'm going to try and never let that stop you. And I feel that that's one of those things. If you're listening to me right now and you've kind of made this, that's why I wanted to do this at this point, because this is kind of a New Year's resolution moment. If you said to yourself, I want to do something I've never done before. I want to say yes in a way that I haven't said yes to anything before. If I want to try something that scares me a little, this is an opportunity to do that. We've sat on the sides and away for too long. You know, we are the people who can bring a different perspective, whether we're thinking of it in terms of being a, a soccer mom or being uh, someone who didn't feel welcome, you know, participating or watching or supporting other sports. Maybe this is your niche and you want to go into it full bore. This is a way to do that. And I, you know, we're happy to encourage you and we're happy to help and we're happy to put you in touch with people who will can help you further. Uh, we don't claim to know everything. We don't claim to be experts on this. We want to exchange, I guess. We want to show how much we enjoy the game and how much we enjoy working together and you know all that sort of stuff that's what that's what this is about and I want to share that with more people you know and I feel like even though there have been people you know for example we've had uh, a couple of reporters for Atlanta United we've had a couple of reporters for the Philadelphia Union they've gone you know their separate ways you know things like that but we still hold on to those relationships. Those are not those are not contingent on what team you support. They're not contingent on how much how many articles you do per month. It's about, you know, just really making that connection with other people. You know, I never thought one of my good friends would be an NYCFC supporter, but here we are, you know, and I think that's something we talk about a lot when we're looking at our, our games and we're watching together, you know, we say things like, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'll, I'll apologize up and down. It's like, I actually can't stand such and such player on your, your favorite team. And nine times out of 10, we're like, yeah, he's kind of a baby, <laughs> you know, and, we, and we'll have those moments or, oh man, like when, and I can't tell you how many times when we see a transfer, you know, like Bradley Wright Phillips goes to Columbus crew 
one of the first things I'm going to do is go to the reporter for Columbus Crew and say something like, take care of him. You know, and I feel like we've done that so much when we saw Kai Kamara make his way. He's a, a real journeyman of MLS uh, and he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of Switch the Pitch. We we know who he is. We all know who he is. And no matter where he lands, we're all happy for him and we all want him to do well. You, you know, it's inescapable. That's how we it's just how we roll. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and that's that. <laughs> There, there's a big group of us that we're like the the Darwin Quintero fan club at this point because he's kind of like gone from multiple writers from club to club and he's he's another one for sure. It's also a really good time to be able to say, okay, you know, so and so's coming onto my team, you know, reporter that was with his last team. Yeah, you know, what can I actually expect to see? Because mm-hmm. part of what we do bringing a different approach and a different perspective to our articles and to this game is a lot of the articles that you see about certain big name players, certain flashy players, it's all about the glitz and the glamour and, oh, and he did this amazing thing and, oh, he did that amazing thing. And behind the scenes, we'll say, what what do you really think? And it's interesting to get some perspective to say he has a, an amazing family or Always be on the lookout after the game is over because he's the guy that's going to stick around the longest to give out the autographs. Or he's the person that will give your supporters club great handouts and autograph stuff for, for your supporters. Like we we can take the relationships that we build knowing players and and the just the knowledge that we have and share with one another. And it really is just I'm I'm definitely one of those girls that didn't have a lot of girlfriends Growing up, I always I always ran around with the guys anyway. And this is one of my first big group of girlfriends. And it's been so special to just build these relationships and to feel supported and to, to, to feel like these are a group of people that I can support. And this game and the players and, and the whole culture around it just brings a depth to those relationships that... You just can't find anywhere else, especially the fact that we're all across the country and not just this country up in Canada. Hello to our Canadian (laughs) and her mom, the patron saint of Switch the Fitch. (laughs) Eve and Gail. Yay. Love y'all. Hope you're listening. I remember the one of the first things I mentioned to my sister-in-law when I uh, started up with MLS female at the time and now uh, switch the pitch was, you know, we were covering the New York Red Bulls. We were covering um, Houston. We were covering FC Dallas at the time. We were covering Atlanta United and we were covering, you know, DC United and all these MLS teams. And she was like, great. Do you do NWSL? And I'm like, not yet so much, but we had an amazing opportunity this past summer with the NWSL Challenge Cup. It was in a bubble. It was the first tournament of its kind for soccer and for American soccer and for soccer in a pandemic. And it came off without a hitch for the most part, but it really was an opportunity for us to see the wealth of fandom that NWSL enjoys. And it's so grassroots and it's so homegrown like you are so 
involved in those players and they are so invested in these great relationships with their fans that you you know they can't you know, we can't help it and we just want to kind of expand that you know we would love to see uh, more Orlando Pride we'd love to see more Sky Blue OL Rain it would be lovely to see uh, more of that involvement because that's a a one hand washes the other kind of situation. Maybe that's not the great best wording for it. If we provide more coverage, then the more people gravitate towards the league, that the better that coverage becomes and the more expansive that coverage becomes. And it builds on itself and it becomes more relevant. That's where the relevance comes from. I think a lot of people write off a lot of soccer in America saying, well, they're not relevant. Well, make it relevant. You show up. You come to a game, you bring your friends, you join a supporter group, you go to a watch party as safely as possible. And even if you can't, watch it, demand it, call your cable provider or your dish or your streaming service and say, I want to be able to see this easily. So the more that happens, I want to be able to read about it. I want to be able to talk about it. I want to be able to go to a game and see people there and see everyone enjoying it and it just it just builds it builds from there that's that's all we've got right now because a lot of sports they can handle themselves they're doing okay nfl isn't going anywhere right Uh, you know and, and that doesn't bother me one bit because it doesn't diminish how i feel about mls how i feel about nwsl i want all of it I don't want to sit there and say, well, why do I have to watch XYZ when I want to watch ABC? I want to watch both. I want all of it to be available. So get on that and do that. Right. And here's something that I'll say about Twitter this week. Mm. There was, you know, they, they say that soccer is not as popular and so it doesn't get as much of the spotlight. Well, women's sports doesn't get very much of the spotlight Women's soccer especially just really, really struggles. And if you're a person that wants to make that coverage available, come and be a part of creating that that media. Come and write articles. Come and take pictures. Come in and hit social media. Because I am not going to name any names, but I think that we all know the great big subscription-based sports website. They're, they're doing some sort of a bracket for the best sports moments. And they released that bracket and all of the contenders. And there was not one mention, not, not one cough, not one side eye, not one anything regarding women's sports, period. And let's talk about how the NWSL and how the WNBA went out and did their tournaments, their bubbles first. It was almost like, well, we'll throw the women out there and see if they can survive doing this bubble thing. And once they've tested the waters, which, you know, as women, I can say this is completely not outside of the realm of the way that we are often treated. But, you know, we'll throw the women into these bubbles and see how it goes. And if it goes okay, then we'll send them the men bubbled after. And it was a big slight. And there were a lot of people on Twitter calling out the service that shall not be named. And I will say that if you would like to take on that misogyny, because I'll call it exactly what it is in the system. It is, it is systemic. 
It is misogyny. They are erasing women in sports. And if you want to be a part of creating content that highlights women in sports, you know, it's it's got to be up to you and us and as many people as we can gather to create it. So show up. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> and speaking of just sort of flying in the face of patriarchy, um, you know, it, it kind of calls to mind there was a particular incident that has been reported recently and I'm not going to get to it into it too much because I don't, I don't really want to give more traffic to it than necessary but it's when women are more visible and women are more present that people who think they can manipulate women shrink back they shrink back very quickly because uh you know and I've said I'm sure, you know, you are hard pressed to find a woman who hasn't been in that sort of situation. But I have never felt that in my capacity as a writer for Switch the Pitch. The organizations that I associate with have prevented that because I think you're you're in a really great place with NWSL, with MLS, right, that we that they are giving those spaces to people of all walks of life giving them that that space to be whether it's being um you know non-binary or you know identifying as transgender or identifying or just being a heterosexual female just in what has always been considered a male-dominated arena we have that opportunity to keep that going to build on that momentum and i know it sounds kind of preachy but it's that easy it's that easy to keep those who would assault or would harass others away and keep them from trying that mess because we're, because there's enough of, of us around. There are enough allies of ours around to keep that from happening. I love that. I wish maybe one day we're going to get the Patreon going and we'll have mm-hmm. uh, Patreon folks included in these in these calls so that they can have a visual aspect of this. But Silvana's hands and her fingers, and she is she is very serious, and you know it by her how much she is talking with her hands. And I am the only one here to appreciate that, and that is sad. <laughs> but but definitely, yeah. The big question of you know we were MLS female, we are now switch the pitch. We are women-owned and staffed and operated, but we are not just women-owned, staffed and operated, and not just open to only a certain uh, silo of women. So if you are a woman, if you are a trans woman, if you are non-binary, if you are trans femme, basically if if you have more woman, femme parts of you, sides to you, than the typical sports journalist that you see out there reach out to us because we've we've got a space for you. We've got a family for you and we want to help you get your authentic self and your real voice out in the world. And we'll be right there behind you to make sure that you get as much of yourself and your true self out there as you want. So yeah, send us an email, DM us on Twitter or on Instagram, find the most comfortable way to reach out. And whether it's to one of us individually where your message will get passed along or whether you want to send a message to the full account, find us and consider saying yes this year. I love that. (laughs) 
And how can they find us, Silvana? You can send us an email at contact at switchthepitchsoccer.com. Shout us out on Twitter using the hashtag RPFmailbag or check us out on other social media. Switch the Pitch is so much more than the articles on the website. With our social media team and our photographers, we're also able to offer interactive and visual connections with MLS fans. You can find us at switchthepitchsoccer.com, on Twitter at switchthepitch1, on Instagram also at switchthepitch1, and on Facebook at fb.me slash switchthepitchsoccer. Thank you for joining us on the Switch the Pitch podcast, the podcast for those of us with resting pitch face. Thanks again to 123 Scream and Jana Pokop for our podcast anthem. Links to their websites are in the show notes. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. So European. <laughs> at, at Ledico, Idaho. Right. <laughs> Look, locomotive Boise. <laughs> um. <laughs> that, that'll be the Easter egg for sure. <laughs> <at the end. laughs>